0: Well, he hasn't seen it all, but he has been taken for now, Lara Pitt. No Warren Smith joining us yeah, today. he's on a golf course, isn't Woz he? Was is swinging golf clubs in Melbourne. I think it's the Hickory Golf Tournament where he uses old wooden shafts. So let's hope that Was is hitting them infrequently and accurately. And in his absence, you and I yeah, well, well, fill the breach. Yeah, well, he's missing
1: out. What a weekend, Maddie. Um, an unbelievable opening weekend of the final series. It just got better and better. Um, the first game... got better and better for you. Did. No, it did. Oh, exactly. <laughs> so, for some people, not a happy Monday, for sure, if you're a Broncos fan, if you're a no. Warriors fan. Um, we did not think we'd be sitting here saying that the Broncos were going to be bundled out by the Dragons on their home turf, in front of a packed crowd, and in that manner. 30 so, points. Unbelievable. 30 points. Yeah.
0: I think it's fair to say that most people had the Dragons down as the whipping boys in... Week one in the top It was eight. hard to yeah. pick the other three games, but most people were saying, "Well, Brisbane will beat St. George in a warrant. No, they won't. Forty-eight, eighteen. I
1: touched base with Paul McGregor last week because we were we were trying to rat, like twist his arm to come on league life, and um, I knew it was a long shot because it's the biggest game you know of the year, and he he wrote back politely and said, "You know, I'm plotting the biggest upset of the <laughs> season." And when you hear when you hear, heard from him in the post-match press conference. He said that he just felt like this week the players, their minds were back on the job completely. They had a lighter week, so they didn't get flogged at training. And as a result, you saw the intensity and the energy the Dragons came out with from the kickoff. Their line speed was back. Their power game was back that we saw from the beginning of the season. And I guess they had to lift and they did it. It was unbelievable.
0: Hindsight is perfect, but I went to Dragons training during the week. I know at this time of year, with no opposition, every team looks slick. But the Dragons looked really, really good. I didn't see a drop ball. It was all business. They looked like they were in a position to deliver their best footy. Mm. And then I bumped into them in the airport. Mm. Uh, Tyson Frazel and Jeremy Lattimore. And they were relaxed and happy because well, there was and no combine pressure on all there. that yeah you know a, a really good week's preparation the right headspace going to brisbane and the results are there 48 18 but i want to know about your sunday because you come from a family of dragons fans. yes what, what was it like being huddled around the television or wherever you were yesterday oh, we just, a, just take we give were us was just an insight.
1: yeah completely we got a big group together we went to the pub and um yeah, I have to say it's a nervous start to the to the game. Like you just you're going, you know, what's going to happen here, and you're naturally a little bit pessimistic um, because you know, as you, no expectation on us to come out and play the way that that they did, and then behind 10-2, thinking, oh, you know, what's going to happen here? But they they just were so, as I said, energetic. The fam, our family, like I've got a video of it. I don't know if anyone wants to see it, but. With every try, the excitement, like the first try, it's like, yep, good boys, good boys. And then <laughs> the excitement levels, just as they kept coming and coming, it was like, I, what is going on here? This is just the best thing So this do you have a video when ever.
0: Tarek Sims scored his I've, third try? I will show you. Matt, is it, it Saturday, social media? Yeah. Where do we yeah, go it's to see Instagram. that? on <laughs> Instagram. Okay, okay. Yeah,
1: it's a running score. I don't think I captured every try, but, um, but yeah, some of the the excitement towards the end in particular when we ran away with it. Uh, I, what, there were nerves when they came back. Somewhat thirty four eighteen. Mm. Uh, everyone went pretty quiet again, and and sort of was like, okay, this isn't in the bag yet. Um, but yeah, they put their foot on the pedal again. That that was what Mary spoke about in the presser. He said, you know, we had there were momentum swings, but we were able to ride it out and then kick on again. Not just wait to see what happened. We took took the ball by the horns. So. Yeah, it was a very exciting finish and a very big day and I feel like we've celebrated a grand final win.
0: <laughs> well, that's the question. <laughs> Have you won the battle but lost the war? Because there's no Gareth Widdop from mm. this point on. We know that Jack de Bellen has been or has told us he should be right for this weekend. But the ankle is a concern. James Graham copped that heavy head knock from Corbin Sim. so. What's the mood among Dragons fans in terms of their chances this week when they head to ANZ Stadium Saturday night against South Sydney? What a crowd we should have for that one. So what are the Dragons fans thinking? Well, I think
1: naturally there's the thought process that they've gotten themselves up for such a big game up Mm. in Brisbane. They've gone up there. There's so much energy and excitement around putting that performance together. So... It's not unusual that you see a team after a big game and a big win like that not have the same intent and energy. But again, they won't be expected to, to win. We're all going to be riding them off again because of the injuries. Um, Widdup is the big one. And that shoulder out again, awful to see. And um, that was always the risk of bringing him back. But uh, he certainly will not be featuring. He'll be straight, you'd think, for surgery soon. Uh, James Graham 100 percent play, yeah, play, and Jack DeBellin played with a bad foot anyway, mm. so he probably will just get some fresh um, <laughs> pain killing injections yeah, on fresh the fresh help. Yeah, on that. the <laughs> on the day, but I can't see them missing unless the, like the doctor would have to probably pull him out of out of Ains uh, at Stadium because he'd want to play. You, you could not take nah. that that away from Jack. So yeah, I think it, it's going to be a tough one because the the bunnies. They're a bit more well-rested. A couple of days extra, they'd be hurting. They had an unbelievable effort mm. themselves and only just went down to Melbourne in Melbourne. Um, so uh, I don't know. I, I don't think at this point, if we play the Sharks or the Rabbitohs, a really hard one, you've got to beat everyone. So
0: That's true. I just spoke to Michael Ennis for foxsports.com.au and asked him to nominate his... Man of the Round, Week uh-huh. One of the Finals, and I went through the likes of Munster, and Maloney, Cronk, Sims, and you know who he nominated? Did he Tyson? Tyson. I was going to say
1: Tyson because Tyson, Tyson one hundred and thirty-seven meters, um, he had that. He led from the front with the energy straight mm. from the get-go. Um, I completely agree with Mick there. He was outstanding. So was our Mao. Every player from the Dragons busted the line except for Cam McInnes, but every yep. single player played their part in that performance yesterday. And that's what you need in the finals.
0: And this weekend, it's Frazel against the Burgess brothers times three. So mm. he has to go up another gear, doesn't he? We've mentioned the players who are out after the Brisbane game. Well, let's remember there's no Paul Vaughan still. So, you know, the forward pack is boxing away down yeah, And they played a without James for, m- that's for right. a big
1: chunk of yesterday. That's true. So, um, yeah, they're... They're going to have to bring that intensity again against the Burns. Yeah,
0: boys. and again, they'll be outsiders against South Sydney. Yeah. But having beaten Brisbane in that situation, who says they can't do it against South Sydney? You mentioned Tyson Brazil is, is he your player of the round as well?
1: Uh, yes, he is always my player of the round because he's my favourite player. But uh, my play of the round was uh, on James Maloney, yeah. that hit that Isaac <laughs> yeah. Luke put on him. This just testi- like is testament to what James Maloney is. In the game, he's such Mm. a warrior. Such um, a—he's always battered, but he always gets up again. I mean, I would have been gone. I would be in hospital for days after (laughs) being hit like that. And um, it was such a—it was—it got people excited, you know. When you see a big legal hit, it was blindsided a little bit, and he obviously wasn't braced for it, so it was a little bit cheeky from Isaac Luke there, but. He got him good. That was unbelievable. And then he got back up and played on and played a starring role in their win.
0: I was sitting sideline and it happened just in front of me. And and it really, it rocked me as a spectator Mm. within a few metres of it. The crowd gasped behind. It was a huge hit Mm. on James Maloney. And at the time, I think I said that, you know, most of us would destined for an ambulance and then the commentary team took it a, a step further someone said they were reading in the last rites blocker said they needed the paddles to get the heart going again and thankfully voss he said i think we've painted the picture let's stop yeah. there before we have him dead and buried yeah. and people watching might not quite know if they've joined us late what has actually happened to james maloney thankfully he was okay but the way he bounced back and then mm. continued to steer the ship there was a kick late that you had to see to believe you know he copped this Hit and for the next 10 minutes, I watched him. He sort of pushed at his ribs and he bent his back and he mm. jiggled his. It was like he was putting his body back into alignment. Can you
1: imagine how he would have, how sore <laughs> he would have been <laughs> yesterday? I cannot from imagine. That?
0: I cannot oh. imagine. And then he comes up with a kick whereby it, it lands on a skiddy surface at ANZ Stadium, backspins like a, a good golf shot, and just pulls up in the northwestern corner. Mm. I thought, this is ridiculous. Yeah. He shouldn't even be on his feet, yeah. let alone coming up with kicks like that. So for me, James Maloney was the man of the round, and yes. he did what he did for Penrith early on in the season when he was the most uh, controlling, commanding player. So in was the he league. your
1: man as well? Yeah, we both came up with the same yeah, moment. Jimmy Maloney it had oh, to be wow. Jimmy Maloney. All the halves stood up and were crucial in the victories this weekend. Cameron Munster with the field goal, um, Cooper Cronk with the field goal, um, Maloney as we just talked about, and, and ben Dragons. Hump. Well, I was just so happy for him. You we know what? Talked about him every week yeah. and. I read the article that Shamus did on NRL.com last week about him seeking mental health help, mm. Um, mm. which we talked about. Mm. You know, Is he seeking and is he speaking to yeah. anyone? And, and at that point, we all heard no. He was just had his family around him. But, yeah, I was really happy for, for Ben. And I had done the website um, digital stuff with D- Justin Hodges last week and he said this could be a make-or-break moment for Ben. If he goes mm. up there and plays really well, he could put, could bury his demons once and for all because he's the stage at home in front of his family the broncos fans would have booed him the dragons fans had him under the pump so it was yeah it was a special day i'm sure for him and his family that win
0: if i had maloney as my favorite player of the round or my best player of the round then i had most satisfaction for ben hunt yeah. because at the end of the day it's only a game but some of the criticism that has come ben hunt's way this season has gone beyond that it's mm-hmm. almost become as if he'd committed a serious crime or was doing something against society mm-hmm. at the end of the day He's a footballer who wasn't playing his best footy by his own admission, yet the criticism was far and above beyond to go back to Suncorp on a big stage yeah. and deliver that game. That, that's what I felt most uh, happy about this round, yeah, ben, Hun- ben Hunt's performance. Before we leave the Dragons' big win, mm. what ramifications might there be, if any, for Wayne Bennett's future yeah. coaching at Brisbane out of that? I, I mm. tend to think that that result won't necessarily change the direction the Broncos were going to go in anyway. I, I don't know whether the people in charge are that, uh, not small-minded, but that short-sighted to think, OK, because we didn't get past week one of the finals, then we're definitely going to pull the trigger on him here. I don't think it would come down to one game. I think they've already decided what they want to do with Wayne Bennett and that will pan out as it would have if they were to go to week two, week three yeah, or the grand final. But the pressure final. would
1: have been on the board more to stick by Wayne if he had gotten them deep into September. Sure. So now it's going to be a conversation had earlier than they anticipated because they said, we'll wait till October, um, hoping that they'd obviously keep the the wins going. But now I imagine this will be a big story up there Mm. that they'll be chasing the Courier Mail and everyone to find out what the decision is. And Wayne was talking in the press conference after the game about next year and, you know, making it all seem like it's going to be rosy and he's not going anywhere. He's got one more year to go. And this year was about learning and building and there's a heap of young players that got their crack because of injuries. So next year they'll be better for the run. And... um, yeah, they. He, he wasn't talking like a man that wanted to go anywhere and that's the way he has been the entire time. But I tend to agree with you. I think the club's made up their mind on what yeah. they want to do and they just have to sit down and have that discussion amicably and hope that it it goes down well with the big man.
0: That's why Fox League this week, in fact, for the coming weeks, each night will be compulsive viewing because mm. if there's mail, it will be revealed and we'll know what direction the Broncos are heading in. Yeah. Uh, Sam Thido? Retirement. Yeah. And uh, it's always sad. It was a bit like seeing Simon Mannering walk off ANZ Stadium on Saturday night as a 301 gamer. It's sad to see players leave who have carried themselves and the game so magnificently. I love the way that Sam approaches life. Mm. And I love the way that Simon has toiled relentlessly, relentlessly for the Warriors, despite missing so much footy this year and despite coming off the bench at times this year, Still late in the season, Simon Mannering was leading the Warriors' tackling count. Yeah, you know he has been the heart and soul of that club, and that's why their Player of the Year now gets the Simon Mannering Medal. So to see him wave as he walked off for the final time, you, you, I, I don't like seeing it. No, I'm too sentimental. I don't well, like it
1: because you, yeah, they're in do or die. So they, yeah. and there would have been points in that game for Simon where yeah. he felt that the game had slipped through their fingers, and when you're out there for the last few mm. minutes and trying to. Enjoy when you're not winning is yeah. probably a hard thing, and for Sam as well. They're two of the most popular blokes, well, Wayne Bennett said. Sam is the most popular <laughs> yeah. bloke at the Broncos. So it's yeah. going to be weird not having him and that jovial personality mm. around next season. Um,
0: the dressing room dancing. Yeah. <laughs> they might just All have to get him in
1: for game day yeah. just to lift the spirits.
0: He and... should just go to the games in a pair of budgie smugglers <laughs> yeah. and that's it. He, he is be the game day entertainment. Yeah. He is the dressing room morale booster. He can be the cheerleader. He can do whatever he, he can wants. can
1: ride the Bronco in his budgies. That would be great. There
0: you go. And you know what? Sammy would do it as yeah. well. And... and In coming weeks, we're going to be saying the same thing about Luke Lewis and Billy Slater. Who knows who, if
1: any of them get to do
0: it on grand final day. uh, It would be a story, wouldn't it, if Mm. Billy Slater or Luke Lewis were playing their final game in the final Sunday in -hmm. September. But let's go to that Penrith Warriors game. We've spoken about it when it comes to James Maloney, about Simon Mannering. When the Warriors led early, it looked like they were on. and I thought Mm. the Warriors will win this, but... Mm. Yes, I know they lost Roger Tuovasa Sheck. I was speaking with Daryl Halligan afterwards and I said to Darryl, losing RTS didn't do you any favours. And he said, no, but don't dare blame that for the loss necessarily. He pointed to the fact that there were dumb penalties, Solomon Carter playing the ball the wrong way, Adam mm. Blair came up with a big blunder, yeah. they kicked out on the full. If you make those mistakes in finals, you deserve to pay a price and the Warriors did because it was those first half errors and the injury a little bit that saw Penrith back into the game, and once they smelt victory, Jimmy Maloney made sure oh. it never lost left their nostrils.
1: It felt scary once the Panthers got on a roll. It just felt like they've got this. You mm. didn't. You, they were, you know, they were killing the confidence of the Warriors with every set of six that they had, and you, you just felt that. The, the Warriors weren't weren't going to be able to get back into it, and that's been the big question mark over the Warriors all season. Yes, they did make the finals for the first time in a long time, but they still had that performance in them where they would be a bit clunky or off or make those schoolboy errors that mm. um, you'd go, oh, here we go, the wobbly old Warriors are back. So yeah, it's be hugely disappointing though for them and their fans to have that happen on on an elimination in an elimination final. Um, but yeah, I think they can overall think it's a happier happier and, and more, I guess, they've made big steps this year to get yep. back to where they should be, and they want to build on it for next year.
0: For back sure. in the finals for the first time since 2011, we've said that during the off-season there'll be much speculation about the Broncos' coaching position. Do the Warriors go forward in 2019, or do they go backwards if you looked into your crystal ball? No. Because Stephen Kearney is still there, they've lost Simon Mannering. Uh, Have
1: they bought any big names? I'm just trying to think of of, of who they're getting or who they're
0: losing. But they've certainly gone in the right direction. Mm. A question mark over Isaac Luke still, Mm. who's still off contract. Isn't they giving
1: him a
0: one-year deal? So there's a one-year offer there. Whether he takes that or not, who knows. And the club will defend that by saying he played his best footy in the final year of a third-year deal. Mm. So let's just make it one year again and go from there. Mm. Uh, he might not like that, Isaac, and that might be a storyline for the Warriors to follow in coming yeah. weeks that could be uh, a great indicator on what they'll do in 29. Yeah, the
1: difficult thing is that the, the teams behind them on the ladder are going to improve. Yeah. Knights, the Tigers, you'd think we always say the Raiders and whether or not they deliver on that mm. potential, we're not sure. Um, but, yeah, you, you'd think it's not going to be a lay down, Mazaire, that they're going to be back in finals again next year because, you know, they were on they were on the fringe of the eight. They were fighting for position until the last couple of weeks. So um, I think that, yeah, they probably do have to work on, on different things in their mental side of the game still to to remain polished throughout a whole game. And mm. they want to be there in September
0: next year. I wonder what Cameron Seraldo does at the Panthers this week as they prepare for Cronulla. Jack Hetherington didn't play on the weekend. And last time Jack played the Sharks, he was agent provocateur, as he is often with any number of rivals, does he stick with the winning team? He probably does. Mm. It was Corey Harawira-Naira who returned from concussion to to bump Jack Hetherington out. And the coach, Cameron Sorraldo, will he be the full-time head coach at Penrith next season? Because it's a good argument. If Mm. you are good enough to come in for a coach who has the team in the top eight and uh, positioned well despite a lot of injuries, then surely if you then go deep into the finals having been backed late in the season and going deep into the finals, Cameron would have an argument to say, well, make me the head coach. I think I've done everything.
1: If they're going to give him the job, they need another assistant around him with more experience than Peter Wallace, who is, yeah. by all reports, been fantastic for the players. But he needs someone, an assistant who is, uh, you know, he's done maybe 10, 20 years under someone else, yes. you know, that has that game day experience because... Speaking to Brandy, he's been—you know—it's been all hands on deck since Hook left. Everyone's helping, everyone's involved, but that's not a way to run a football club full time Mm. from next year. So I think if they do back Cameron, he'll need a new support staff around him, and they'll have to revisit that. And I think he said on the weekend, James Maloney's like another coach for him. He helps him so much. He's out. He's his on-field coach. So. yeah, I can't. I, I felt like they wouldn't stick with him. I thought that they'd get a more senior first grade coach in. It very much depends on what happens maybe yeah. this weekend.
0: So every weekend, maybe Cameron Seraldo's head coaching future immediately rests yeah. on the result of the game. Each yeah. time they win, it's just another deposit in the make me the head coach Gus deposit book. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, Speaking of Pete Wallace, again, sitting sideline, it's great to see Pete, who earlier on this season was running out as a Penrith player, yeah. forced into retirement as the blue shirt trainer, yeah. um, running messages out and back. And it's just seamless. He knows exactly where to be and what to say and because yeah. he has been out there with them yeah. with all that experience. It's yeah. another probably hidden asset for the Panthers. I know that all the teams have very uh, well-credentialed blue shirt trainers, but to have so, one so recently retired who's been out there with them, Mm. I couldn't help but thinking what a, what a great asset for Cam Serraldo to have Pete Wallace there. And as we mentioned, Penrith on to play Cronulla yes. Friday night at Allianz. We'll break those games down this weekend in a moment, but we'll go back to the way it started, Lara. What a Melbourne, game. Friday night, uh, I was lucky to be there. Mm. It, it, it was fantastic. There were 100,000 people across the road at um, the MCG, <laughs> but let me tell you, the crowd at... Amy Park made significant noise as well because they saw one of the great games, maybe the best game this season. Mm. I know we've said that about a few this year, but mm. uh, I was counting sideline four times. If you ignore nil All, four times the scores were level, five times the lead changed. But it was six. Uh, I, I counted it. It was yeah. five okay. times the lead changed. Yep. Um, but it was I remember level. saying yep. that Pen, uh, South Sydney need a sixth lead change to get out yeah. of jail here. Yeah, right. Uh, Cameron Munster wins at 29-28 Dalvin Nukun huge you can go across the board and pick mm-hmm. out players who played it, it was just fantastic theater it really was, it was there, there was end. controversy yeah. there were spectacular tries and, and the tries that were scored one set up by Brody Croft one set up by Josh Adokar. I spoke with one of the uh, uh, Melbourne Storm officials beforehand I said why Brody instead of Jerome Hughes and they said because we feel that the Burgess boys were given or had been given too much time behind the football, you know, given a chance to run onto it, rather than in front of the football, that is retreating from a kick. We reckon Brodie Croft brings the kicking game to turn the Burgess boys around, to Mm. to make them chew through that petrol tank. Mm. So he was in there, in the words of this official, as a kicker, yet it was his running game that actually stood out early. It was him taking the line on that set up, I think it was two tries. Mm. So I thought that was interesting Mm. that, yeah, okay, he's a good kicker, but don't forget he can also run the ball.
1: Yeah, and Craig Bellamy, I heard him on radio on the weekend, said that because that seven position is by his admission, still up for grabs. So They said, well, why did you decide to go to f- with Brody for this game? Mm. And he said, well, like you say, he wanted an out-and-out halfback. He needed someone to to get them to their kicks and, yep. and to manage the game. And I think when he talks about Hughes, when he puts him in, he's a footy player. He's the one that can just play off the cuff. So he wanted someone, obviously, to be a bit more of the man-manager on mm. Friday night. But he wasn't too happy with the refs, Craig, and we don't want to harp on it, but he did say that there are a couple of if he was sitting there as the loser, he would have been he would have been furious because yeah. he felt that that pass um, to Billy from Ado Car was, was it Bonavalue? Yeah, it anyway, was good. Was, do you think it was yeah, forward? It was good. Or it no, was... I
0: think it was. I don't think it was forward. I think yeah. it was a good pass. Play should have continued when it wasn't. Obviously, Cam Murray scores soon afterwards, and that's why Melbourne is upset because they yeah. thought we should have had the ball yeah. up the other end of the field.
1: I felt that Billy knew it was forward because his body language gave it away. He threw the ball instantly when he caught it, as if he... I know he would have heard forward pass, but I thought he was like, damn, you know, that was a real... Yeah. That was a, was a wasted opportunity. So I thought maybe he even knew that it was forward.
0: Well, I was at the other end of the field yeah. and I thought it looked good, but my angle was bad. But yeah. our commentary team, Elevated, yeah. uh, was right in they line co- with it and they thought it was good. Mm. And the other thing is, as Fox Sports stats guru Aaron Wallace always tells me, it's very hard to throw a forward pass and stay in front of the ball if you're the person giving it, whereas Josh Adokar did that. Mm-hmm. So maybe it defied physics if mm. it was a, a it forward pass. It just looked pass.
1: like where it landed was in front of where he threw it I, th- I
0: think it might have been Billy having to reach for the ball yes, that actually made it look is, yeah. more forward mm-hmm. because it wasn't forward in my books. But anyway, the bottom line is it didn't decide the game. Mm-hmm. And a lot of South Sydney fans will be saying, well, hang on, with the the... 10 being small with a lot of leniency given in the ruck, it actually suited Melbourne. We were the ones who were disadvantaged here because Mm. Melbourne
1: were allowed to play Melbourne's game. Because I thought if they're going to do this, I started to think, how's that going to affect the whole weekend? Is it going to be, you know, and will every ref be the same? Because... Inevitably, they're not really, mm. even though the, the, they've all been told the same message, it doesn't always happen in that way. And then, then it, that's all we would have been speaking about. But anyway, I think uh, by and large, we're not talking about the refs this weekend, no. really. No. Um, that, we're not. The football was fantastic between the, the Storm and the Rabbitohs. And I do think the Rabbitohs were guilty of thinking they'd won it when Cameron Murray scored that try. They celebrated yeah. like that was it. We finally got them. Mm. And as Melbourne seemed to do. They're like a Queensland team. Like they just come <laughs> yeah. back or they you know, they find yeah. it they find something else in these big moments in these big games and they're into another prelim.
0: There's a few in there who have really strong allegiances with the yeah, Sunshine exactly. State, yeah. Munster, Smith, Slater. It's yeah. like a mini Queensland down there. But yeah. South Sydney's record, you know, I know that doesn't count, come, kick off. Records are in the history books yet. The game's on a field, but that's now 15 straight defeats yeah. in Melbourne. Lost oh, but they were so seven close. straight at Olympic yeah. Park, now eight at Amy Park. And mm. yeah, you raise a good question. They were so close. Oh, you know, sometimes it's easier, I reckon, to lose by 16 or 20 mm. than it is to lose by one like that, to toil so hard where you've never won and still come up with a defeat. Mm. I wonder whether there's a bit of a mental battle for Anthony Seabold this yeah. week to get the to troops... fresh freshen them up. Let's get that out of our head yep. and let's look towards St George Illawarra ANZ Stadium, which we'll come back to in a moment. But enough said about Melbourne, South Sydney, a fitting contender mm. for game of the year. And, yeah, Melbourne, they'll take some stopping. Sydney, Roosters against Cronulla, 21-12. Uh, Cooper Cronk, outstanding. Wade that Graham. just felt closer. It that did, game. didn't it?
1: Like, 21-12 doesn't really paint the picture of that game because at 18-12, when Luke yeah. Lewis almost scores a try, that was could have scored three tries game. for the yeah. Sharkies.
0: And yeah. then we're saying different, but then... You know, aunties, uncles, all that stuff. I know the same. But mm. Sydney over Cronulla and, and Wade Graham gone for the season, gone for part of next season too, barring yeah. a miracle recovery.
1: He's just had a shocking year.
0: Yeah, ACL. I'm so sorry for him. Again, I'll tap into what Mick Ennis told me. He said, they've, and he's right, they've played chunks of footy this year without Wade Graham. He's had an injury-riddled season and they've played really good footy at times without him. Okay. So maybe it's not the killer blow that some people say it will be, mm. losing Wade Graham for the finals.
1: I don't think that they'll say that they're not going to publicly say that that, but I I think he is a big part a big cog he's the heart and soul mm. um you know he he just shores up that left that left side in not only defence but in attack and adds so much to Matt Moylan's game so yeah yeah, it's not ideal at all for them um you know there are other plays on the field I don't know if there's anyone in the team that you you would miss more than Wade like taken any number of players out of that team. Maybe for is another one. But
0: Valentine Holmes, yeah, maybe. But, but yeah, Wade Gray, his work rate. Yeah,
1: it's just different. And the, yeah, I yeah. think that there's certain players that bind the team together and, and probably send the messages out and say say what needs mm. to be said on the field. And in big games, you're not going to have that. So so they, they take on the Panthers, which we'll talk about in a minute. But um, yeah, yeah maybe evens it a little bit more between those two sides.
0: Latrell Mitchell pays a price for his crusher tackle. Uh, He will miss the game Mm. next up for uh, the Roosters. That comes on Saturday week against the winner of the dragons Rabbitohs game. Now, Latrell Mitchell, his team has the week off this weekend coming, but Latrell will also have the following weekend off unless he fights the charge and wins. Now, to me, it looks like they're looking for a small technicality at best because I can't see how he's going to beat the crusher tackle charge. Mm-hmm. It's not nearly as bad as the one by Will Chambers, but Will cop three weeks. Latrell's only looking at one by virtue of carryover points. If it was this tackle in isolation, he wouldn't miss a game, but he will because of uh, the cannonball tackle late in the season. So... Uh, Latrell Mitchell, are you happy enough that he was charged at all, no. Lara?
1: I think we all expected that to well, be we charged.
0: Well, yeah, what I'm saying yeah. is, none of us are happy that he's been no. charged. We want the best players out there, and Latrell Mitchell is maybe the best centre in the competition. It was just because final. he
1: threw his legs out when he went down with the tackle. It wasn't that yeah. it was the, the technique of the tackle that made it look like a crusher. To when,
0: him. when you're in from behind and li- lifting yourself up and putting your body weight and down on the legs, back of a neck, yeah, it, your it, legs back. there's no other way. That, in fact, you know, if it was a grade two crusher tackle, well, maybe people wouldn't be arguing about that. He, he got the absolute bottom level, yeah. Um, so he'll miss a week, and they because they'll miss a week even if they fight the charge, then you expect that they will, mm. and then it's up to the judiciary to come up with uh, the response. And but they wouldn't
1: have Luttrell or Dylan for the prelim.
0: Both suspended. Mm. Yeah, you know, one an enforcer up front, one dynamic out wide.
1: He's so important to them. Yeah. He is. He is so important to their their spark, their attack. When he when they played in round 24 against who did they lose to in the last round or did they?
0: Roosters final round.
1: Oh, I'm having a brain fade. I don't
0: have my notes Anyway, here.
1: it was it was one of the second last. Maybe it was the second last. Was it game? the
0: Raiders? Yeah, the Raiders, Raiders got them in Canberra.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: he didn't I'm, get enough ball on that day, yeah. but when he did get it, he left two Raiders in the head bin. He was demonstrative with but his. But when he's
1: on, he's on. And when, when he's not on in the game, they, they don't have the same mm. look about them. So the fact that he won't be able to be on the field will be... Yeah, they'll have to find another way to spark their attack.
0: Just two of the big storylines out of that Sydney win against Cronulla. No way, Graham for the rest of the campaign for the Sharkies. And Latrell mm. Mitchell to miss the week three final, unless he's successful at ju- judiciary. Mm. Now, Sharkies-Panthers, Friday night, mm. Allianz Stadium. Uh, Maloney against Moylan. Uh, Two players who swapped from those clubs. You know, you couldn't what have written a this. a storyline. You couldn't have written... Well, you could have, actually. Yeah. I think we were saying, can you imagine if these teams meet in the finals, you know, having... Jimmy Maloney going from the Sharks to the Panthers, Matty Moreland from the Panthers to the Sharks in what was essentially a swap deal. Mm. Um, Our producer,
1: Nathan Brooks, one of our game day producers, came up with, I don't know if you saw.
0: I did see it. That's fantastic. James
1: Maloney could face every one of his former teams on his road to a grand final. So he takes on the Sharks this weekend. If they can beat them, then he'll play the Storm next week. And then if the Roosters win their prelim, he'd play the Roosters in a grand final.
0: Having already played the Warriors, in week one, yeah, which is also exactly, one of his former of clubs.
1: Yes, of course. And anyway, <laughs> we can go on and on about James. He's played in finals every year of his career, bar one. I know. Like, that's that's bananas. Nine, year, nine final series and, you know, a big part of those successes are, are due to him. Mm. So he... He'll be crucial for them again, and against his former club, he will love this. Can yep. you imagine? He's going to be chirping gal the whole game <laughs> yes, and run will. at me, run at me, and they will run at him. Of
0: course they will. <laughs> of course they will.
1: Um, but yeah, that, it's an it's a great game because it's a young Panthers pack against the series campaigners of the of the Sharks veterans. Mm. Who you know, Luke Lewis, who won't want to go out this weekend, and
0: Luke Lewis, a former Panther.
1: Yes, of course. You know, Mm. There's
0: that element there as well. He doesn't want his career to be finished against, by the club that yeah. gave him his rise for yeah. so long. Yeah, I remember interviewing him when he left Penrith and how crushed he was by the fact that his career wasn't going to be a one club. But he career. was
1: he was he was outstanding against the Roosters as well on the weekend. Mm. And if he puts that try down, if Latrell doesn't save it, they could be having a week off. So I know he'll be dirty on himself for that because he's such a competitor. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, gosh, try and pick a winner in this one. I've now talked myself into the Panthers because I'm on this James Maloney train at the moment.
0: Well, at the start of the season, uh, probably through 16 rounds, I remember saying, I think Penrith can win the comp. I think they've got a good enough, young enough uh, forward pack with the right conductors there. And then I started second-guessing myself uh, for the last six to eight weeks of the season, ultimately. Um, I I still don't know if they can win the comp, but Mm -hmm. they can certainly win this game. Mm. given what they did over the final two weeks. Remember, they beat Melbourne in Melbourne, Mm. and they've beaten the Warriors from behind. They're never dead, uh, Penrith. They've Mm -hmm. got Jimmy Maloney steering the ship. Their forward pack is just exciting. It's raw and it's exciting. So, yep, I don't know what way to lean in this one. I'd probably lean towards Penrith, the form team, the winning team, Lara, against the Sharkies, who were good against the Roosters, but lose way. Graham, I'd probably side with you and go for Penrith.
1: Well, let's just say in the last five games, Cronulla have won.
0: Mm. They do have a great record great against Great
1: record. 24-12 was their last win over them. A closer one the one before that. But the Sharks have scored more than 20 points in their last five games against the Panthers. And uh, I'm going to just split, split it and say the Sharks will win this one based on experience. and. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. And then on Saturday night at ANZ Stadium, what sort of crowd figure is par for St George-Illawarra against South Sydney. Now, this joint venture has never played Souths like in finals. could be a final
1: crowd. No, it, not that big.
0: Well, it could be. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Mm. But you've got to go back to 1984, the last time the Red V, St George, played South Sydney in a final. Mm. Now, given that they haven't met in a big game since '84 postseason, I don't know what sort of crowd is par here. I remember mm. 2009 when Canterbury played Parramatta at ANZ Stadium. That was the best atmosphere I've seen at that venue outside mm. Origin. Uh, so I hope this can match that. Obviously, Grand Final day when the yeah. Bunnies won it was was huge as well.
1: Yeah, I, I, these are both dedicated travelling fans. There's yeah. nothing that's going to stop them. 60?
0: 60, 60,000?
1: Let Yeah, fi- let's go. Let's just say 60. I think most people are okay. saying 50 as a minimum. Well,
0: but... uh, from the Fox Sports League, Fox League department, we ran a mm. quick straw poll. Yeah. It ranged from 30 to 60.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that, people were saying it's a bit
1: pessimistic, isn't it? I yeah, would have thought so. I feel like 60, let's aim high.
0: 60,000 for yeah. Dragons-Rabbit And there's a
1: women's game before that. So the Dragons uh, ladies play the Warriors okay. um, before that.
0: so The two beaten teams. And we're going to touch on yeah, the, the inaugural game. NRLW round <laughs> coming up. But yeah. there's plenty of reason to get there early mm. and enjoy what should be. Let's hope the weather is favourable. A fantastic mm. Saturday night in Sydney when two... Uh, traditional clubs with huge support bases go yep. head-to-head for the right to play the Roosters.
1: Yeah. The Bunnies were very good against the Dragons. They played twice. The Dragons won one. The Rabbitohs won the second one, the more recent one. And yep. that was one of those games where it sort of tipped the season a little bit for the Dragons. It was from then on that the confidence kind of got knocked a little bit. There wasn't a plan B it felt like the Rabbitohs had figured out how to beat the Dragons, and the Dragons couldn't adjust on the run in that game. So, I would like to think that now they're getting their chance to play them again. That they'll have, they'll come up with something else because they'll have to. Um, well,
0: the first meeting, also, even though St George Illawarra won, from memory, Souths were coming at them and yeah, coming it was at a them very hard. stressful And at Cody Combra. Walker put the ball down when mm. they were applying the blowtorch. So that one mm. could have gone either way. Mm. And since then, Souths have beaten. St. George Illawarra Mm. Um, and and again if you work hard enough you could build a case for either side but for me South Sydney didn't do much wrong really against Melbourne. Mm. They've beaten St. George Illawarra at last start. You've got the likes of Adam Reynolds who will recover from that shoulder injury. Cody Walker playing fantastic footy behind the pack. That left side so dominant as Greg Alexander always says no one scores from a set play like South Sydney. Uh, The Rabbitohs might just get the job done.
1: Yeah. would like to disagree with you, Maddie, and I'm going to tip the Dragons because I will hope they can win. But it is going to be a very hard, hard one, and particularly with the injury toll that the Dragons have gotten at the, mm. the, the wrong end of the season. Uh, and the, the question mark over the Rabbitohs will be whether they've used up a lot of gas in that really tight one in Melbourne and whether mentally they can leave that behind and mm. be primed, which there's absolutely no excuse they should be.
0: So, Dragons, Rabbitohs, the winner goes on to play the Roosters in week three. That one will be on a Saturday night. And the Sharks, Panthers, they go on to play Melbourne in week three. That will be Friday at Amy Park in Melbourne. And surely, Lara, the Storm stand above them all now Mm. as the team best placed to win the grand final and go back-to-back in a unified competition for the Mm. first time since 92-93 when Brisbane did it. They certainly
1: are in the best position to make the GF.
0: If, if Craig Bellamy is listening to this podcast, which I'm sure he is, he'll be ripping his earpieces out and throwing it down saying, Russell, you're getting way ahead of yourself. Mm.
1: I would say maybe you are, because I think that they were excellent and it was a great game. But I don't know that I don't know that they're a lay down, you know, Mazair to win the whole thing. But I think, yes, they're definitely I think if you go on the last game, the Dragons are <laughs> because they played well, the best. But true. every week seems to be different. This week it won't be the same at all. It'll be completely different. The Panthers probably won't be as dominant as they were against the Warriors and I think that's why we've already talked about it a lot. This this year is still so hard to tell who's going to come out on top. I, I think the Roosters have more improvement mm. in them even though they, they got that win. And
0: I'm just excited that on one side you've got Melbourne standing above them and seemingly the side that is going to go to the grand final. On the other side... Two absolute blockbusters to decide your grand finalists. Dragons South into Roosters against their Anzac Day nemesis or their traditional rivals, Roosters South. Imagine that for a spot in the grand final. Disappointing, it can't be a grand final. Uh, be be a grand final a but I know, but that would, surely yeah. that would be a sold-out Allianz Stadium. Stadium. Yeah. Roosters South Sydney or Roosters Dragons for a yeah. spot in the grand final. Oh. To absolutely, you know, it is, I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. And a
1: Shark Storm next, if it's the, the Sharks that beat the Panthers. Yes, that grand final rematch, they always play some incredible football, those two
0: teams. Really so. spirited and, can I say, spiteful at times as mm. well. Like, there will be no love loss between Melbourne Sharks if that's mm. the way it pans out. Mm. And then you go the other way, Penrith would say, well, hang on, we went to Melbourne a couple of weeks ago and won. Mm. So why can't we do it again? Mm. So there you go. That's the picture six out of... Six teams left. Yep, six left. And uh, Warriors and Brisbane hopefully behaving themselves on Mad Monday. We won't go there. <laughs> because I want to get into a real positive from the weekend. The NRLW, the launch of the uh, NRL Women's Premiership. Yep. And the footy was fantastic. Oh, I want to talk sorry. about the game that I, I called. I thought the physicality and the um, willingness was A-plus, was outstanding. Yeah. I thought their passing was really, really good. Mm-hmm. I thought their game smarts was just as good. I, I really enjoyed calling the game. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people who watched... Uh, Maybe not with the greatest expectations for NRLW. You would have thought, certainly that was my feedback. Wow, those girls can play Mm. and they can play well. Mm. And uh, the only element of their game that I reckon they can work on would be the kicking game. Uh, We don't have the 40-20. We've got the 40-30, which essentially, if you can come up with a 30-metre touch finder, you get the ball back Mm. from the, you know. And, you know, that's one element where maybe as time goes on, they'll get even better. I'm sure they will. Mm. But but that's, if you're being really super critical, ultimately it was fantastic from your vantage point. Yeah,
1: so I was with you Maddie, so we were at the Roosters-Warriors women's game. I missed the Broncos-Dragons and uh, Broncos sound like they absolutely cleaned up in that one. Uh, but yeah, I agree, the physicality of the Warriors was what won it for them. They mm. were willing to do the hard yards through the middle, just yep. do, do the simple things right. Um, and the Roosters have so much flair in their side. They've got Wonderful attacking ability, and they just couldn't get it on. And that's probably to be expected. A little bit like the men's team at the beginning of this season, they are stacked with attack, but they couldn't, it's hard to expect them to get it right in the first game, and they mm. haven't played, hadn't played a trial. So um, I spoke to their assistant coach, Dean Witters, after the game. He said, it, it, we were trying too hard to, to play pretty and we were trying to get, shift the ball around a bit too much and make sure that everyone you know, had a, ch- had, a t- had a chance to play when what the Warriors did so well was they just ran hard, hit hard, they had good line speed, and ultimately that can win you games. When you're just learning how to play together, it's mm. probably what you need to, to just start with. Um, but you cannot argue the girls are tough. Isabel Kelly got absolutely smashed in the last 30 yeah. seconds of the game. And I thought, here we go. Here's another... Um,
0: Laura Maru. Yeah, a few rib, her out. ribs.
1: It was like a, the James... Yeah. Exactly the same spot. <laughs> it was, it was where the James Maloney Isaac yeah. Luki had happened. And I thought, oh, she's going to end this game on a stretcher. Mm. And she got up, shook it off, and she was mm. filthy on herself because that was... I mean, they left it to the last second to try and win, but yeah. that was the last play and they were 10 metres out. Um, and, yeah... They're tough. Yeah. I don't think I think hopefully the conversation will start to change. Oh, these girls can play, won't be said as much because we should just expect that of course they can. And it's four teams, so it's not a huge competition. The quality's there and now people just need to get out and support them. They had, I think, over seven thousand there before the men's game, which is more than they had at Brookie at the back end of the season. So um, hopefully that the girls get the support they deserve. This weekend, there's two more games to come.
0: The competition will expand, and there'll be more mm. teams in it in future. Obviously, mm. South Sydney were unhappy not to be involved, and our other clubs want in as well, and that will happen, won't it? As mm. the, the the playing base of rugby league women expands, that's what yeah. the game is trying to achieve through yeah. this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so South and the Sharks are the two teams that felt hard done by because they mm. thought they'd invested a lot into their women's uh, program, but that has never been ruled out altogether. So I'm sure that if this year is a success and they reissue licence, there's only a one-year licence, so next year they'll have to reapply for them again. Um, The Dragons, obviously, the Broncos, the Warriors and the Roosters will do it again and then hopefully a couple more teams can join and they can make it a longer competition because at the moment it's just a three-week ground robin and then a grand final on grand final day. So all onwards and upwards for the girls from here.
0: You'll see round two of NRLW this weekend plus Mm. two beauts. NRL finals, not to mention the Interest Super Premiership, all the midweek magazine shows, a huge time, an exciting team to be a part of the Fox League family, Larry.
1: Absolutely. I just can't believe we're through to week two of the finals, so it's going to be another big week.
0: Three weeks to go. Yeah. Three Three weeks weeks to to go. And next week we'll discuss Sharks, Panthers, Dragon South and a whole lot more. Warren Smith will be back from his golfing sojourn.
1: No doubt to tell us
0: all about the hickory shafts and the clubs that he is using. I cannot imitate Warren in any way, shape or form Lara. Suffice to say that you can take me now. I have seen it all.